A study out of Northwestern University is aiming to tackle high rates of diabetes among South Asian women. More than 23% of South Asians in the U.S. report having diabetes between 2011 and 2016. That's higher than any other racial group, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association. Northwestern is exploring how much simple exercise can help the problem. Joining us now is Dr. Namratha Kendula, associate professor of medicine at Northwestern's Feinberg School of Medicine, and lead researcher on the study. Welcome back to Reset. Thanks, Susie. So, first, tell us about the study.、Uh, how does it work, and, and what's the mission of the work? So, the mission of the work really is to reduce the disparities in risk for diabetes in South Asian women and girls. Um, we know that South Asian women have a higher prevalence of diabetes than women from many other racial and ethnic groups, and a study that recently came out actually showed that South Asian women have twice the risk of gestational diabetes compared to white women. And so,、um, you know, these issues really put you at risk for having problems with diabetes and heart disease later in your life. And they also transmit to your children、um, because those health risks、uh, and the health behaviors that we have, you know, are part of our families, and our family history is really important. So we wanted to start prevention as early as possible and encourage South Asian women and their daughters to join this exercise program together as a way of interrupting that risk、um, and how it passes on through families. And how long has the work been going on so far? So we were really fortunate to be funded by the National Cancer Institute in 2018、um, to kick off this study. Because of COVID, though, we've had some interruptions. So、mm-hmm. it's basically been going on actively,、um, you know, throughout the pandemic with a few starts and stops.、Um, but yeah, now we're in full swing again. And you mentioned the exercise program. What what type of exercise are we talking about here? Yeah. So、um, what we know is that different types of exercise are, is actually really important for prevention of diabetes. There's going to be kind of the aerobic aspects that strengthen your heart, where you're breathing faster, your heart is beating faster, you're sweating,、um, and so there's an aerobic component. But then there's also a component on kind of what we call resistance exercise, where you're trying to increase、um, muscle strength actually, and just using really simple exercises, your own body weight. To try to increase、um, muscle mass、um, as a way of pre- preventing diabetes, one of the interesting things we've learned through my research、um, and others is that South Asians actually have less muscle mass、mm. than other racial and ethnic groups, and so this is an important place that we could intervene by helping them、um, build up more lean muscle and reduce our risk of diabetes. What do we know about that?、Um, uh, the, the root cause of maybe. Some of those、um, facts there, the less muscle mass and things like that. Yeah, so I mean, the root causes of any、um, disease is usually pretty complex, especially something like diabetes, which we think is a combination of genetics, the environment that we're living in,、um, our behaviors, and kind of the larger society and, and the things that might be influencing our health. Um, but in South Asians, there are some unique things that we've learned about. One is the、um, the predisposition to carry more fat around the waist area, actually, rather than in like the thighs or the legs. 
And that fat in the waste area often goes into the liver or can be found in the liver. And it seems like that type of fat does predispose people to more um, high blood pressure, diabetes, and heart disease. And so that's one issue, as well as the fact that even when South Asian people don't look overweight or obese, like their body mass index is actually Mm -hmm. pretty low, they still have a higher risk for uh, diabetes than other groups. And so that's really important. So regardless of your actual weight, exercise is a critical way to prevent diabetes. Yeah. And and so when it comes to South Asian women specifically, um, you know, what have you learned about um, some of those um, uh, exercise habits um, and, and, you know, wanting to promote that in this study? Yeah. So we um, have a a large study of um, South Asians in San Francisco and Chicago where we did find that they were exercising less than um, other racial and ethnic groups in a comparator study. And so this seemed like an important area to intervene on. And so then we worked with several um, partners in the Chicago area to speak with community members to really understand like what's underneath that statistics statistic of doing less exercise. And some of the things that we found for South Asian women and girls is that, you know, across the lifespan, the the barriers um, and the facilitators might be a little different. So adult women were very focused on their families and their health was much less of a priority. There was also the belief that exercise, again, was a way to lose weight. And so if you don't need to lose weight, what's the point? Um, Also, the fact that, you know, most South Asians that um, live in the U.S. are actually immigrants. And so when people immigrate to the U.S., they lose a lot of their support systems. And so it was really challenging to carve out that time to exercise and get that support. And they didn't necessarily feel a sense of support or companionship when they wanted to exercise. Um, and then for girls, it was really interesting. Like we know girls as they get older often start to be less physically active, but South Asian girls did talk about, they felt like as they were getting into being teenagers, it was less of a priority. Their families were emphasizing education, sort of taking care of the family, being more involved in the household. Um, and so we wanted to really emphasize the idea that this is something that has to start young. We can do this as a family. Um, and that mothers and daughters can support each other and that if we can improve that communication and that sense of confidence um, between them and about how to exercise, that this could actually create lasting change across their entire lives. And and as we mentioned, uh, 23% of South Asians in the U.S. had diabetes during a a five-year span that was studied. Um, That's compared to 22% of Hispanic people, just over 20% of black people, and around 12% of white people. Um, You know, were there more reasons for these disparities other than, you know, the exercise habits and, and, um, um, and other conditions? Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the things that I think that are really important that are underexplored are kind of also the the role that immigration plays. And when people immigrate to the United States, are there stressors um, such as experiencing discrimination or certain barriers to being able to exercise freely? I mean, some of the things that we heard from women is that they didn't feel comfortable sometimes walking outside or exercising mm-hmm. in traditional clothing. 
So kind of thinking about, you know, what's that environment, the neighborhood like? What are some of the um, stressors that people experience more on a social structural level than just their individual habits? Um, an area that the community actually talks about a lot is diet. And they say it themselves, like, oh, it's because of what we eat. Our diet is unhealthy. But that's actually not true. I mean, a lot of South Asians eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, but there may be also a very high um, consumption of refined carbohydrates mm -hmm. in the form of rice or breads um, and things like that. And so that is another area that our participants want to know a lot about is can we improve our dietary habits to reduce this risk. And so that's another area that we address. And how do you shift to a healthier eating pattern? Yeah. And this morning, the Chicago Tribune covered your work. Uh, shout out to reporter Lisa Shanker for a great profile. Um, and she highlights um, Asmita Patel and her daughter, Agna. Tell us about them and, and what their story illustrates. Yeah. So, um, you know, as the person who kind of is, is the principal investigator or leader of the story, I don't always, of the, of the study, I don't always get to know our participants on an individual level. I mean, our eventual goal is to have 320 participants in the study, but I think um, based on what their story highlights is a couple of things. One is that for a lot of South Asian women, their health is not a priority at all, and the opportunity to participate in the study was like the first time a lot of people talk about this is the first time like our health was a priority. This was something yeah. just for us, for South Asian women and girls. And the ability, again, to, to exercise with your mom. A lot of the girls talk about the fact that um, we want our moms to be healthy. We yeah. want our moms to take care of themselves. We see them doing so much. And so there's a lot of love and connection between these moms and daughters. And, you know, this can be a time if you have kids I have two teenagers where, you know, it can be really hard to have um, an adolescent teenage daughter. So we're really trying to promote like healthy relationships here and thinking about health holistically and how much your family can be a part mm -hmm. of that process. And of course, diabetes is not a problem in, in just the South Asian community. Um, many Americans develop type 2 diabetes. Uh, many are pre-diabetic. What are some steps that any of us can take to avoid the diagnosis? Yeah, I think the first thing that I would say is um, go get screened for prediabetes or for diabetes. So it's a simple blood test um, that can help you understand your risk. And then make sure that you're doing something every day that involves moving your body. So you don't have to call it exercise, but physical activity, walking, dancing, whatever you love, riding a bicycle, do something every single day that gets you out, gets you physically active. This isn't just for your body. It's also for your mental well-being. And then third, you know, take a good look at like your diet and see are there ways that you could cut out mm -hmm. sugars, refined carbohydrates, um, and focus on incorporating more fruits and vegetables and healthy um, fibers and carbohydrates. Um, and then I think, again, have strong social relationships, right? I think that one of the, the, the daughters in the, in the newspaper article mentioned, like, we were getting really lazy in COVID. And I think that's not just lazy physically, but like with our social relationships. Yeah. So make time for people um, and get out and do things together. And how would someone know if they were pre-diabetic? What, what should folks be looking out for? Um, so again, the, the real way to know is to get a blood test where people can check, um, your physician can check your blood sugar. 
um, or a test called hemoglobin A1C. And these two tests can help you know if you are either at higher risk for diabetes or if you have diabetes. And there are so many treatments available that are safe and um, can really prevent future complications. So don't be scared. I think I would tell people that as well. A lot of people are afraid to know if they have prediabetes or diabetes, but don't be afraid. Talk with your physician and and get checked. Um, And then it also runs in families. So if you have a family history, um, also if you are a racial or ethnic minority, so people who are African-American, Hispanic, Asian American mm-hmm. backgrounds are at higher risk. Um, so definitely have those conversations yeah. and, and ask your doctor to check you for these conditions. And really quickly, doctor, before we go, um, if someone listening wants to be part of this, uh, what should they do? Yeah, thank you for asking. So um, we are still enrolling, and our website is sopstudy.org, which stands for South Asians um, Active Together. And if you go to our softstudy.org website, there's our email address and also our phone number um, where you can call us. Great. That's Dr. Namratha Kandula with Northwestern University, Feinberg School of Medicine. Thank you so much. Thanks, Susie. Have a great day. You too.